Welcome to the Manava Breathing Podcast, a podcast about how we breathe, why we breathe, and how you can breathe better. Our Manava Breathing founders and hosts, Will and Gareth, will share with you amazing guests, current breathing research, as well as breathing tips and tricks to help you breathe more functionally in life. When we breathe better, we think better. And when we think better, we rise up to the challenge of life. So share a breath with us. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, and breathe out, two, three, four, five. And let's get into this episode of the Manava Breathing Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Manava Breathing Podcast. I'm your co-host Gareth, and on today's episode, we speak to the amazing Albie Robeck. For those of you that don't know Albie, he's an amateur and pro boxing coach. He's a mental wellness advocate and a doer of good deeds. So let's get into the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome to another IG Live with Manava Breathing. Um, I'm just going to invite our guest on today, um, Albie, and we can begin our chat. How are we, boys? How are we going? All good? Winning. Good? Yeah. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> Winning on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Always easier to say that when you're with uh, the Guinness World Record guys like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, Albie, just firstly, thanks for um, taking the time out to, to have a chat with Will and I. Um, I know you're a busy man with family and, and training commitment, so um, very much appreciate the time, man. No drama. It's a no-brainer, mate. I'm always got time for both of you, so it's a pleasure. <laughs> How things been? Yeah, good. Um, as you said, busy, eh? Um, still working, mm. which is... Um, you know, like I'm pretty grateful to still be working through this period and um, and do it from the comforts of home, really, really. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's going good so so far. Hey, Albie. So just... Albie. Oh, sorry. Yep. Carry on, Gareth. No, um, I was just going to say, Albie, for the, those um, of our followers that aren't sure who you are, do you want to just explain to people what you do and, and who you are? Yeah, cool. Um, so, um I'm I'm in the military. I've been in the military for uh, 19 years, and um, and along along my journey, I found um, boxing, and um, and found you know my place and my purpose in life, um, and through boxing and through uh, mental, you know, mental illness, um, depression to be, you know, um, to be exact, is that it's you know out of something. Um, as let's say bad as, as mental illness has actually, you know, given a sense of purpose and something beautiful to the cause. So that's where I find myself today. Um, everything else um, before that, I'm not really interested today. Eh? You know I mean? I, I have make a habit of not trying to look back and um, you know, only, only when I need to, to summon some lessons learned, but anything else other than that, it's always looking forward. Yeah, man. Yeah. Very good point. Have you always been like that, Albie, where you kind of keep the eye on the, on, you know, looking forward, moving forward? Is that a military uh, learning? Um, no, to be, I, I don't, 
Um, I don't, I'm not too sure if it's a military thing. I think you just you um, you get taught to to think outside the box realistically in the military, um, especially in in your basic training and your promotional courses. But I think um, the answer to your question, I, I haven't always been like that, and it wasn't until um, I, I embarked on that on that Guinness World Record attempt and and really found um, I mean really found how to harness that and actually have the courage and and um, the resilience so to speak to leave all that stuff behind and accept that like uh, you know I didn't really I didn't really like who I was previously and what I was about and so I, I, I had to make that conscious decision as if I'm going to do this for myself and do this for my family and other people. You have to let these things go and you have to move forward. Explain to people what your Guinness uh, world record was, mate. Um, yeah, so it, it's not official um, yet, um, but it, it was involving, um, it's officially called the longest punch bag marathon. And I, I can't remember at the top of my head what it was previously set at. Um, but it was broken three times in one year and you just punched the bag essentially for 60 hours. Um, yeah. And, and that was it. And the rules around that was as long as you punch a bag from a start position and return your hands back to that starting position once every um, two seconds, you know, you, you're home and host. And I thought given my background is that, you know, I, I could always do more. So one every two seconds wasn't enough. I had to do two every second. Um, yeah. I love how casual you are about it. Just punch the bag. Anybody that's done any form of combat training, um, you know, box fit classes, anything like that that come from a combat world, know just how hard 60 seconds of it is. And you did it for 60 hours, mate. Mm. Yeah, there's, I mean, like, you, you know me, you know, as well as anyone else, is that you're always critical of of your performance and how you did. And I find myself, and this is contradictive, is that I find myself kind of looking back towards that and like, hey, look, I could have done this better or whatnot. But at the same time, it is what it is. But, yeah, it is it is quite hard. And just to stand there for that amount of time and, and, and without yeah. and the restrictions of not moving uh, too far, that, that just added another context and, and barrier to it. Yeah. And I was, I discovered you through that, through the, the powers of social media um, and actually on the news, there was a little article um, on sort of um, on the news about you going through that. And then obviously social media, you know, um, friendships blossom similar to, to mine and Will's. And then I was fortunate to come along and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, mate. Um, I came down to the anybody that knows Albany well is the softball field in Albany, um, Rosedale, and I got to witness your son Jaydan um, take um, how many how many pitches was it over um, a period? He, he actually did a, a, a pretty amazing feat himself. Yeah, so he caught fifteen hundred softballs pitches from um, you know multiple pitches, and yeah. And we we're just talking about that the other day in in in, in our run um, that we did together, and and just like looking back and looking at the lessons that he could have taken from that, and and mm. still take from that and apply that. So 
Yeah, he did 1500 that day. I love that, you know, he did it for a cause, um, mm. you know, following in, following in his dad's footsteps. Um, you know, as much as I was listening to a podcast earlier this morning and it was with the Iron Cowboy, um, James Lawrence, and he mentioned that, you know, our kids, those that have kids that listen, um, may say that they're haters and they may, you know, may look like they don't pay attention, they don't take anything in, but they actually do. And they absorb everything that you say, everything that you do. You know, they watch what you do, they watch what you say, and he's obviously absorbed all of that. And, you know, he's he's stepping in some pretty big, pretty big footsteps. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, how I wanted to have a chat to you, you know, um, given given your background and, you know, the conversations we've had online, how have you managed to, obviously you've done a little bit of work, you've managed to go to work and stuff. How have you managed the lockdown with, um, you know, staying active? Um, do you want to give our listeners some tips on how you've managed to get through? Obviously you're in Auckland like Will and I, um, and we've been in level four, we're in level three now. Do you want to have a chat to people about just how you've you've managed to cope through this period? Yeah, um, I think it's a no-brainer that this lockdown has hit a little bit different than than the previous lockdowns, especially the first one. Um, and I think uh, the main thing for me is, I think I'm like majority of people, is that you have to draw motivation and inspiration from other people and other and other sources and stuff. And so um, doing that is is a big part. Um, also having some kind of routine um, is another part. And like my morning always starts off the same. I don't necessarily wake up at the same time um, every day, but I always fit in even five minutes of gratitude. Um, you know, and I think that that's is a fundamental thing of, of, of being able to, to stay motivated um, and do the things that you need to be doing is, is to be grateful for whatever situation be it negative or be it positive or, or, you know, or anything in between is that you can always draw something from it. Um, and then the other thing is that is to also um, understand that it's okay to slip up and not be hard on yourself. It's like, if you don't get that run in or you don't get that push, that amount of pushups in, um, it is what it is. There's no point. You just, you know, go to sleep that night and then make up for it the next day. I think that's a huge point. You know, you see the wonders of social media and as connected as we all are, there comes a, you know, there becomes this pressure on ourselves. Oh, well, you know, Albie's doing 200 press-ups a day. I need to do 200 press-ups a day. But we all, you know, we all come from different journeys. We've all got different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, just do what you can do. I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, creating a routine, whatever that is, doesn't necessarily, as people probably know right now, um, I post enough about it. Um, I'm doing the 75 hard at the minute. Um, and there's set tasks throughout the day, but for the most part, it's just building a routine. Mm. You know, that's, mm. that's what it is. It's, you know, um, reading, it's following a diet, drinking, you know, a gallon of water. It's, training twice a day, all these things, it's just creating routine, which during level four has been incredibly valuable, you know, um, when our routines were turned upside down for the most part, 
um, everybody's, you know, scrambling around. And as you said, it has hit people a lot harder this time around than, than the first one. Um, I think the lockdown fatigue has been a little bit harder on people um, and come through a lot quicker than you know, the first time it was almost novel. You know, four weeks at home. Yay, you know, I don't have to go to work. I don't have to sit in traffic. All those things. Um, now it's just like, oh, when's it going to end? You know, I found myself clock watching practically, you know, when's the, when's the update coming? When's, when are we going to hear? When's it four o'clock? All that kind of stuff. Mm. So having a routine has been incredibly um, helpful. Yeah. And I, and I also um, think um, with that is like to touch on what you do, um, Will, is that skipping, you know, um, having those little things there to actually to build, um, you know, momentum um, and be, be it whatever it is, even if you skip for 30 seconds or 30 minutes, um, to me, it's something is something is better than nothing, right? Um, yeah. and, it, and in the long term, and this is where, like, I try and preach to uh, even at, at work and the people that we train is that it's not about tomorrow or the next day or a week from now. It's, it's about how this is going to be, you know, projected and have a flow-in effect next year and the year after so you know little things add up and i think like even today the winning wednesday is what i always call it and making the habit of celebrating these small wednesday eh? that's beautiful yeah and that's it and it's the little things right and i posted about it this morning you know um being introspective and and reflective on the 75 hard and and today being 22 and um just the body's hurting and it's a challenge and I know I've got to go out and do it and um, it'd be quite easy just to, you know, not do it. No one's going to know. Um, I'm going to know, obviously, but it's about not thinking about day 75. Like that's 53 days away. It's thinking about, okay, what can I do right now mm-hmm. to make my day better? You know, um, just getting in the game, whatever that may mean to you, um, just getting started. So it's just the minute I put that weight vest on and tie up my shoes, I'm, I'm already winning, right? I'm already, I'm already on the way to making my day better and ticking another day off on, on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Albie, one of the questions I had around the gratitude um, stuff you mentioned is, I guess, two questions. One, is that like a mental exercise to make sure that no matter what's happening you're positioning yourself mentally to be able to follow a you know same as the physical side right we can all if it's 30 seconds of skipping or 200 press-ups or you know the 45 minute workout those are quite things that we can conceptualize but when you talk about uh the gratitude what do you mean by that um i think it's it's highlighting that mate you know the, the saying is um a rose can grow through concrete right or you know it's it's highlighting that there's always something positive to look at um and then also for myself is that um it allows me to be real and allows me to be true um and blunt and honest um and it's not necessarily projected at anyone else but but myself you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's where it gets a bit more confronting for people because you can go through a month, two months, three months without having any of those kind of 
thoughts, right? Or we yeah. would say we're overthinking, but I think we're just letting this untapped wave of thoughts come in and out. And I kind of get the sense that maybe what you're trying to do as well as guide the thoughts and acknowledge them and then let them go and, you know, progress out through the day. Would that sound kind of fair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's important point too. I think it's all also it's a it's a way of exercising a little bit of mindfulness, right? You know, some introspective mindfulness going through processing whether you do it in the morning, whether you do it at night, you know, um what what has been great today? What what do I have to be grateful for? Um, you know, and and sitting there and actually being calm and, and quieting your mind and going through the things that actually, you know, yeah, it may be raining. Yeah. Your, your washing may have got wet. Yeah. Your dinner may have been burnt, but you know, the, there are things that you can find throughout your day. If you actually stop, slow down and think about it that you can actually be grateful for. So it's, I guess it's a, it's a way of being mindful without practicing mindfulness. Yeah. Very true. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to think too in the morning's a good time because you've kind of automatically reset whether you like it or not. However, you've got yourself to sleep or whatever the quality of sleep you're getting, at least when you're waking up, it is a certain amount. We Most people can kind of relate to that, you know, and, and I, maybe one of the challenges in some of the areas we could talk about too is like, how do you purposefully make it so you do have a better sleep, so you do wake up feeling refreshed? Because I think one of the things we're realizing about the COVID lockdown is we're all different. And I know that sounds obvious, but we've got different wealth scenarios, different housing scenarios, different nutrition scenarios. And yet we're all trying to kind of like understand what each other means. And it's kind of hard because we're all different, you know? And so I think like basing things around sleep, like Albie, are you a good sleeper? No, I, I was going to say I'm the worst person to you know, talk about sleep, you know, uh, the topic of sleep. So, um, I, I have actually slept a lot better um, through lockdown and I probably tend to just because um, I'm not actively as busy as um, as what I would normally be. But, yes, sleep is – I'm shocking at that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing for us to, to discuss later on then um, <laughs> after after the chat, mate, and see if we can fix that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah um, um, and as we said like the the benefits of sleep uh, we've we've talked about it enough on our on our channel and um i have through my own personal channel you know the benefits of sleep and um just what it does in terms of cognitive ability and um even through kids and all that kind of stuff so you know it's, it's one of the things even in a performance realm like you know as well albie as, as a coach you know um as a boxing coach just how how important rest and recovery is for athletes, you know, um, particularly those ones that are going into war, going into combat. Um, you know, they want to have all their tools about them. And, you know, if they're, they're suffering with poor sleep, you know, they're not going to be resting. The, um, the reaction time is going to be off maybe. Their movement patterns are going to be a little more sluggish and they're just not going to be quite there. You know that can be that can be quite harmful. <laughs> mm. um, you know, um, and then obviously with with kids, no different. You know, if they're, they're having shitty sleeps, um, they're going to perform poorly when it comes to school. Mm. Um, and obviously, 
in the lockdown COVID world, whatever that looks like, whatever education looks like right now for for kids, um, you know, homeschooling. Um, probably, I was actually just talking to my neighbor about he's got two young boys and, and homeschooling, and I know a lot of parents out there. There are a lot more um, understanding of of teachers and um, a lot more empathetic of what teachers have to go through. <laughs> It's a funny thing, eh? You, you, you don't know how important or how much you miss something until it's gone, right? And we tend to we tend to get lost in in into the, you know in in that situation a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and we recalibrate, right? That's one of the big points that Gareth and I were talking about phone call yesterday. Is you kind of calibrate to what's happening around you, and although that's an amazing human design. It's actually dangerous if your calibration, if we're speaking in broad terms, is incorrect, right? Like you might calibrate to learning to deal with too much stress. Mm. And guess what? That will have negative flow-on effects. And I think one of the things that, you know, we might cite sleep, but there's plenty of research around kind of deep non-rest sleep, which, I mean, we would call meditating or slow nasal breathing. And the science is pretty clear that your brain has a minute off the accelerator and it can process a few things. Awesome for sports performance, you know, like there's even some data out there talking about do the action, have 10 seconds, just rest. Do the action, 10 seconds. And like, mm. I think what we're mm. really talking about too is this link between the mind and body, which I think kind of, um, you know, not too tough on Western civilization because I enjoy going to the dentist and nice things like that. I mean, it's got room for improvement like everything, but it forgot or it tried to separate mind and body. And I think we have to look back to some of those um, ancestral links to reconnect them, you know, not in a woo-woo way, but in the stuff we're talking about, you know. Mm. we If we don't want to have a mental health crisis in Aotearoa, then we need to confront some of those bigger discussions, which is, you know, our leaders, here's a confronting thing, maybe for you, Albie, our leaders can't just be able to perform 60 hours punching a bag. They've got to sleep all night too without waking up, you mm. know, and that's leadership. Yeah on the field and in the bed, even though that sounds slightly dodgy. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> Albie, what's your, what's been your strategy in the past for handling stress? Um, man, I, I was terrible at handling stress to be quite honest with you. And I think, um, I mean, it all comes back to, to the whole gratitude situation is that, and, and, and the reason why I do it in the morning is it, it, it actually, you know, sets the tone for it. And that's the whole part of the win the morning, win the day type mentality. Mm. Is, and it all comes back to that is that if you can keep for myself, if I can keep that in the forefront of my mind and to try and put some positivity in that, in that perspective is that, you know, no matter what kind of situation it is and, being stressful you've got to be able to understand hey look am i going to sink or swim can i take this from that and um i mean you're only as stressed as long as as long as you allow it to be do you know what i mean so as soon as it comes you've got to make that mental switch and go okay yeah i acknowledge that push it to the side and then and then get on with the day or get on with the task or or whatever it may be mm -hmm. That's a really good point. I like that. Um, I like how you frame that just around, you know, you're only as stressed as, as long as you allow yourself to be. Um, that's a really good point in that, you know, it's what we kind of teach with the, with the Manava breathing and the option advantage 
um, you know, you, you've got you can control these factors. You know, stress is a physiological thing. You know, um, increased of adrenaline, cortisol, all these things, all these chemicals wearing around the body, um, over breathing, um, exacerbating the issue. So you can actually take conscious control of that and actually slow it down, get control of your nervous system, and you know. Um, Practice gratitude or mindfulness, however you want to, however you want to word it, um, to actually regain a little bit of that control during that stressful um, period. I actually posted about it this morning on our on our page um, for those that followers about overbreathing, and it's been shown. Studies have shown that over, hyperventilation, overbreathing, mouth breathing, can reduce blood flow to the brain by up to fifty percent. So if you're stressed and, you know, running around and crazy as, as life is, look, life is busy, life is is stressful at times, those that have got businesses, those, you know, two gentlemen in front of me have children, life is stressful, right? It's going to get hard at some point during your day. Um, and if you exacerbate that by over-breathing and hyperventilating, that brain fog that we talk about, you know, you just can't think clearly. That's an actual thing. That's a physiological thing because your brain is getting half the blood and half, therefore, half the oxygen that it needs just because you're breathing, you know, quickly through your mouth. Yeah, so they get that. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a pretty freaky, eh, if you think about it, you know, because I think. That's part of the reason why we're in this scenario, not lockdown stuff. That's its own unique uh, generational trauma, if you like. But but the whole idea around, I think lots of people think, how can a place like New Zealand have so many people in need of mental health support? And I think that, you know, one of the easy things we can cite is that, yeah, if you're in a state of fight or flight or you know a heightened state more often and, and you can get there through um well imagined so so you know like psychologically stress can occur from physical threat or imagined you know so your adrenaline can spike through thinking about something mm -hmm. and it's um it, it's actually absolutely true you know like i don't really like the word true but this is absolutely true that that in the psychological space, it's a stressor. It's a real or imagined event. And I think that if you just have that, un left, leave it untapped as I, I don't know exactly where we left it untapped, why we thought you can just take the, you know, leave that out of the whole equation of wellness, but it's been done. And um, tie that together with, you know, weaker jaws from not chewing enough quality food and, kind of lower nutrition as you know i'm someone who puts my hand up and said like although i enjoyed growing up because there was food on tap gosh it hasn't done me any favors as a 40 year old you know so i'm now working to say how do you correct those things but um i think that's where you know i, I guess maybe that's where the i'd like to see a bit more leadership in that space <laughs> and if you look at you know some of the studies around the uh, micronutrients what's in the deepest parts of our food you know, they've done the studies on people from Christchurch. The ones who recovered better, had less PTSD, were the ones who had better nutrients in their body. Because guess what? When fight or flight was happening, where do you think it goes to pick out everything it needs to try and survive? 
like there? What's it? Mm. You just, you know, chop the Big Mac. What's in that if you need, you know, food to get you out of threat? Yeah, Sorry. I think a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of that is like, um, you know, the makeup for supplements. Eh? They're like, oh, I can, I can, I can get these things from if I take these supplements and where it's not, you know, as good as the real thing, and and mm. putting that into your diet and those types of things. So, mm. Mm. yeah, I, I, um, Albie, mm. um, you know, we uh, we talked yesterday um, about it being Mental Health Awareness Week in New Zealand. Do you think, two questions, do you think we're getting on top of it, the, the you know, um, the crisis that is mental health in New Zealand? And secondly, do you think the government could do more? Yeah, good question. It's a fairly, it's a fairly loaded question, but yeah. Do you feel like you're on the podium, Alvin? Do you feel like you're on the COVID podium, like Jacinda today, getting questions from us? <laughs> I, I think um, I, I'm not really, I don't really um, involved, uh, so to speak, in you know, in that type of depth is understanding where we are with the situation. I think I, I like, I put more focus on what I can do for people. Um, on a different perspective and um, to answer the first question I'm not too sure I could only imagine that we're not and um, the second question I, I think that it's it's easy for us to to judge from the outside looking in and going okay the government should be doing this and should be doing that and we do that with COVID it's like oh we should actually be in level two now or level three and you know those types of things so I think it's easy for us to judge certain people in power where an actual fact is that are we ourselves capable of making these decisions for other people especially if it involves millions and millions of dollars and how does that get spent and where does it get spent and those types of things so I, like i don't tend to get caught up in the whole politic politics type of thing and i think i think if we focus on on what we can do on an individual basis to improve our lives a little bit better rather than relying on, like I said, supplements and relying on these other things to fix us where I think the truth and the easy fix is here. Okay. And I was going to mention it before. It's like, it's easy for us to, to play the victim. Um, as I was one of those people is that you can play the victim and, and, and go and then, you know, and play the hard card and these types of things where, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, why do we need to, to take a negative aspect or a negative approach to it? Shit's going to happen. Excuse my language. And it is what it is. I, I'd, yeah. I, I'd tell you, I'd rather actually get up and fight it rather than lay down and, 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 and succumb to it. Mm -hmm. No, very good point. Um, there are there are you know a few people out there like yourself, Albie, that you and I know and we've come across and and we've spoken to um, that definitely um, that definitely echo that message in in terms of you know regardless of the stats, regardless of um, the news, regardless of what people say and where the money's being spent, where it's not being spent, you know I wouldn't want that job, you know um, I wouldn't want to decide who gets what and how 
bigger piece of the pie that they get because you know it's got to be it's got to be a tough one with its own stresses and um you know all we can do right now is look after each other you know, look mm. after ourselves first and foremost right i think that's that's the important thing to to, to take away from that is look after yourself um you know there's there's ways of doing that there's people you can talk to about doing that uh, people like yourself people like will and i um you know there's always somebody there that can offer some guidance um and then look to you know um help help your neighbor help you know um help the next person whatever it might be um because mm. we don't know what each other's going through right we we've all got this same landscape of covid we all know mm. what that means we all know what stress is and we all know what depression and anxiety we all know what those words are right but we don't know what that means for I don't know what depression means for you, Albie. Um, Will the same, you know, Will and I are business partners and we've known each other for, for a while now and we all, we both have our own challenges from day to day, you know. Um, I know what mental health means to me and what anxiety means to me and the things that I've gone through. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a post a while ago, it kind of did the rounds on social media of, you know, we may be all in the same storm, but not we're not all in the same boat. Um, I think that's very true when it comes to mental health. Mm. You know, we all we all understand the words and, and you know the um, Oxford Dictionary meanings of the words, but in terms of what that means for the person next to me, you know, um, I can't I can't judge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um... I mean, that's why focusing on things like breathing is so powerful because it is, if you do a rate of four seconds in, six seconds out, or five and a half seconds in, five and a half seconds out, that's the same. <laughs> and that will have a similar effect with, you know, telling your body, signaling to your body that we are not being chased at the moment. You know, and I think that's, it's, it's, it sounds so simple. We bleat on about it all the time, but returning to something as primal as breathing is is the message you know that that don't trust your automatic system because it might have been fighting too many fights to fight this one for you take that manual overdrive do it with some powers you know we tried the other day when we have dave wood on that before we started the chat we take three or four slow breaths and it was quite eerie to be on an instagram live and no one talking and you could feel the pressure, say something, say something. But I think we really enjoy that, you know. And when we save that, actually, we save that for some of the biggest things. What about an all-black game where there's something to mourn? We'll all shut up for a bit, you know. And I think mm. um, maybe there's something in that, too. Yeah, interesting, eh? Yep. Yep. Mm. Albie, what's, um, what's coming up for you um, in the future? What is anything, is anything sort of brewing? There's always... I always like to keep an eye on on your channel because there's always something, you know. Um, we've both done a tire flip. Um, you know, you've done your 60 hours. Jay Dan's done his thing. Um, what's what's coming um, from Albie? Yeah. Um, so this year I, I tried to – COVID's put a dampen on it. Is um, I, I really wanted to, to run up One Tree Hill um, 60 times in 24 hours. It's still on the cards. 
Um, I really wanted to do it this year, but however, I think, um, it, you know, in the context of time, it's probably not the best. Um, so the main focus for the remainder of the year is to take um, that, what I call now the annual burpee event. We've done it for two years running. Is to take that burpee event to Tauranga, um, or to Rua, one of the two, and then bring it back up here in Auckland. And so that's that burpee, um, you know, in a team of four for 2.4 kilometres around a 400-metre track. And um, all to raise awareness, and, you know, to mental illness. Um, and the particular of that is stress and anxiety. And, and then for those who know, don't know, the donations of that through every team will go to christmasbox.co.nz, who, you know, put the boxes together um, through their sponsors and deliver it to families that need um, and need. So that, that will be the main goal this year is to, to do that take, and secure that in Tauranga. And then obviously take it probably down to Wellington next year. Um, but in terms of um, challenges for next year, that's that's one thing is that I still want to get that One Tree Hill off, out, you know, um, ticked off. And I really want to revisit the um, 60 hours of boxing. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to do 65 hours. However, I want to do it my way and not look to break any record. I just want to do 65 hours. Still go off the similar concept of time, which is, you know, 60 minutes and then five-minute rest. But I really want to move around the bag and, and box it normally and, you know, and and actually get communities involved. Mm. Fantastic, man. Yeah, some really cool, really cool things coming. Um, you know, for anybody, for anybody that wants to get involved with particularly the, the burpee um you know, the 2.4 cage, where can they, uh, where can they get in touch? Um, yeah, they can just get in touch through, um, through um, Instagram. I tend to do everything off that now. Um, and we're looking at doing the promo video as soon as we get out of level three. And, you know, hopefully they'll gain some traction and put out elsewhere. I'll probably, um, when, are you, when are you thinking in terms of, in terms of time, obviously in the, in the, again, in the COVID world, that we're in right now, the landscape, you know, tentatively, date-wise, when, yeah. when you're sort of looking? Um, Tauranga or Rotorua is the first weekend of December, and then the following weekend will be up here at Trust Stadium. Cool. Yeah. Um, will, do you fancy, how about I throw you under the bus right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do a, a Manava, Manava team. Absolutely. And yeah. we, we give Albie some help. Well, I'd also go. probably, I'd like to throw out the challenge as well. Could, could, you know, as a support for nasal breathing, could we encourage everyone to do their burpees nasally? And I've been practicing my skipping mm -hmm. nasally, and it's no joke. The nose filters your air. It heats and cools the air. It gives you a deeper connection to your diaphragm. It is how nature intended us to breathe. And so I, I think that will be something to consider, bro, is like, yeah. It's going to be harder. It's going to be tougher. You know, Gareth and I have been chucking these masks on, and Gareth and only me recently, but it reduces your airflow again. And I think there's something kind of beautiful about, you know, the mouth is shut like it's supposed yeah. to be, and it will get back to business, you know, none of this mouth mouth breathing. But, yeah, to answer your question, Gareth, I'd absolutely love to do that. Um, and one thing I was considering too, is this too radical? We're talking about, you know, um, flipping tires and, and doing burpees and running up a hill and 60 hours of this 
What about 60 hours of slow breathing? That's radical. What if yeah. we did that together? Hey, how hard would that be? That's a mental challenge. 60 really hours can't. of following the breath in and following the breath out. And it would feel like at the end, maybe we transcend, but something to plant and, and um, to grow for another day, maybe. That'd be pretty cool, eh? Very monastery ish. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. challenging. <laughs> but I mean, uh, as ancient as you can imagine, right? Why were they doing that? What do you reveal to yourself huh. at the end of that? So, um, yeah, I think there's something that if you imagine that, I think I'd rather do burpees than sit still and breathe at a slow rate for 60 hours. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's the kind of thing that's, you know, if, if you were quiet and still for 60 hours, who have you got to listen to? It's yeah. yourself, right? It's that internal, internal dialogue. What that's might probably you scary hear? for a lot of people. Mm. And I, I, think, I think the beauty about those things is anything challenging is that you find yourself, eh? And you find yeah. you find new things about how far you know these comfort zones and 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 learn things about yourself. And I think um, to be able to do that, you need to be conscious of of those processes. Um, uh. You know, and how many times do you do a debrief at work after a meeting or a major activity or or you know what it is? So you need to apply those things that you do at work into your actual life and you'll be able to understand and yeah well that's a i think you know why you and i sort of, sort of gravitated towards one another albie in that you know with the tire flipping and, and the boxing um that you did and the tire flipping that i've done you know we've always gone okay we took huge learning from that what can we do better or what can we do more mm -hmm. um you know it was last year was the year that was going to be the, the 60 hour tie flip. Um, and then obviously, you know, global, global pandemics or fit to um, squash that. So um, yeah, I think, you know, taking learnings from challenges, you know, it's not always just about doing it for a charity or doing it for, you know, fame and fortune. Um, if that's, if that's what you're chasing, um, you know, it's a really good way of learning a lot about yourself, right? Doing, you know, um, doing 60 hours of boxing, like standing there, just like you said, the, the challenge was just standing there for 60 hours, not even the, the action of boxing. Mm. You know, it was just you and obviously some cameras stuck in your face every couple of hours as it was for me with, with the tire flipping. Um, but for the most part, it's just you and your thoughts. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, that can be quite a, a daunting and quite a scary proposition for people to be in, yeah. you know, just, you know, and it's very much like, um, I imagine that anxiety and depression for a lot of people, you know, they're mm. just stuck in their head with their own thoughts with no, with no real way out or no real way of dealing with it. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to do um, <laughs> an impromptu two k's worth of burpees. <laughs> it's good. Uh, like um, it, it, everyone hates burpees, right? And I think um, yeah. the main thing about like I, I said this the other day when I took a class is that burpees are 
um, really depict life. You know, like you're going to have some up and ups and downs, but regardless of how many times you get you fall down, you're always going to stand back up. Um, yeah, you know, yourself up. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the start of the burpee is on the ground, and the end of it is you're up top, and you know yep. you're standing above it all. So that's the reason why you know, like I, I love that concept of a burpee. Yeah, and the, the mm. high flipping as well for me was, you know, I spoke about it with Will at length and some other podcasts that I was on um, pre and post the flip. You know, it was just about one step forward. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's all it was when it got into those dark those dark, dark hours, um, had, you know, our mental performance coach, Big Dave Neath, um, with us, and it was literally just focusing on that next step. Yep. You know, left foot, right foot. Yeah. One foot in front of the other, just keep moving forward. Um, and the burpee round a 400-meter track is exactly that, just keep yeah. moving forward. It doesn't matter how fast you go. You know, it's not a, It's not a race. It's not a sprint. You know, life isn't a sprint, right? It's a, it's a marathon. It's a really long slog, a really long, hard slog. Um, so it's not about the pace that you go. It's just getting through it one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and I think, we, you know, that using that one foot in front of the other is that um, you're controlling the controllables that way, right? If you're, if you're trying, to, trying, to, trying to get 10 steps ahead of time, is that, you know, and if you fail... It, you know, and you put that put that expectation on yourself is that you've lost control of of that. So, by you know, by by actually, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but by like minimizing your expectation a little bit, and and, and minimizing that outcome of one foot in front of the other, you're able to control your output. You're able to control the end result. Um, you know, a lot better than you know than than if you if you didn't really yeah totally totally That's good insights great insights really yeah because the other mm. thing too is not everyone can do a burpee like you can learn to do a burpee but i remember when i first tried it after many years of not doing burpees or vigorous exercise it, the legs just didn't go back <laughs> so there's not even the one foot after the other analogy it's more like oh i can't even get that far but it's a nice realization because the next day you come back and when you can do one and then two and then, you know, as soon as you, you build up. So I think that's that um, divide we're struggling with in our culture and society is that we're not all, not everyone can do a burpee hypothetically, you know, men, um, what do you call it? Like um, as a metaphor, you know, and I like the idea that then you watch someone who can do a burpee and then you learn how to do it. So um yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all good stuff. And I really like too, Albie, that you're okay explaining the process for you because I feel like one of the things I don't want to do is just chuck out a bunch of stuff like, you know, gratitude and this and that and not actually have examples that I can try or people can try, you know. It's really important, I think, for our people to be able to um, just explain. It doesn't have to be an awesome mm. explanation, but walk you know walk us through an example and then when you're trying it at home you're like because you know i guess the disheartening thing is you think you're going to go out there and do 100 burpees and you can do half and you won't post that to social media so no one knows you'll just move on to the next thing and i think that's the big shame right yeah uh, too true and i and i guess also with that is that um i mean like 
it's that whole expectation the thing is that, like mate if you if you set out to do 100 burpees and you going to do 50 mate you only can do what you can do right and you still got 50 there why can't you translate that into like a squat or you know a skip i mean you're still doing it you still have the same intention but you and it's it's the same as life is that you know, like you're going to have to make these adjustments and that's the game plan that we try and preach in, 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 in boxing and especially with my team is that not every opponent's going to be the same and it's like life. Mm-hmm. Not every goal is going to be the same. So you have to make these adjustments and let's say a jab to the head is the same as a jab to the body type thing. A faint jab is the same as a, a you know, these. so you got to, everything's, you got to not one, be hard on yourself and, and also allow yourself to, to think outside the box and put an adjustment in there somewhere well, or the other. A, a, a great quote by, um, you know, one of the greats, Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, again, going back to, we referenced COVID quite a lot, but, you know, it is it is very real um, for, for a lot of people. We, you know, we do have all these great plans and we do have all these great ideas and then obviously something like, a lockdown comes along and, and we end up um, getting squashed by that. But as long as, you know, the no quit mentality, I think that's, you know, why, again, you and I have gravitated to, to one another, Albie, is it's the no quit in us. Okay, so I can't, to use, you know, Will's reference, you know, okay, I can't do a burpee, but I can then do, you know, 10, 10 squats or I can, mm. you know, do half burpees. You know, half burpees is better than no burpees. Mm. Or, you know, half a burpee in a press-up is better than, you know, doing zero. I think if people are, you know, people can be very quick to quit. Those those that have that sort of quitting mentality, um, oh, it's too hard, I can't do it. Well, okay, yeah, you may not be able to perform that movement, but you can still do other stuff and then build on that strength and, yeah. and build on that. Um, tolerance to whatever it is the challenge may may bring, but um, it's the quitting that you're going to regret the most. You know, not the not being able to do ten burpees or ten press ups. You know, just walking away and not doing it. I think is the biggest the biggest shame. Yeah, one hundred percent thing. And look, everything's you know we know, um, albeit as coaches, you know, progression. Progression is what we teach, right? It's not, I don't expect you to be able to do 100 burpees in, you know, your first ever session with me. That's not the point. Um, you know, you build you build the foundation. You build from the ground up, right? You, you know, you build cardiovascular health. You build strength. You build endurance. And then, you know, you then crack into your 100 burpees. It's not just do 100 burpees right there and then, yeah. you know. Um, you don't your first day of training for a marathon, you don't go and run a marathon, <laughs> you know, you, you build into it. So as long as people kind of follow that, then, you know, you're less likely to disappoint yourself and throw in the towel. Mm. Yeah. And I think uh, you're too, too right there. And you, you need to understand and, uh, you know, that it, that it's a process and it's, it is enjoyable mm. no matter how hard it is. Yeah. And actually we just had a comment, um, from one of our listeners about celebrating the small wins. Um, I I know myself, and it's something that I've I've 
battled with and challenged myself on for many years as a business owner, um, as a small business owner here in New Zealand, um, and then even after the tire flip, um, I'm not one to celebrate wins. Um, it's always what's next. I was taught very early on um, from a, a sales manager, that's cool, what's next? Yeah, you got the big contract, and yeah, you, you know, $100,000 worth of sales, cool, what's next? So it was always, it was drummed into me, absolutely drilled into me, what's next, what's next, what's next? That's great, cool, ticked it off, move on. Whereas now, as a 40-some-year-old business owner, um, if you don't celebrate the small wins, you know, you kind of get lost in the whole process of things, right? You don't actually, you can't sit back and go, actually, I did that. You know, that was actually really cool. I created this or I did that or I, you know, whatever it is, um, get better at celebrating those small wins. Mm. You know, cause that, can, that is also a little bit of gratitude, some self gratitude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No matter what it is and what that means to you, it's still, you know, whether it's a, a kilo off on the scales, whether it's doing two burpees today and you only did one yesterday, that's a small win. That's process, uh, progress. Sorry. Um, I've got better at doing it. Um, are you one to, to celebrate small wins? Yeah, I, I, I like I um, celebrate in a different way. Like everyone celebrates differently. And um, like I, I actually um, take photos quite a lot of, of, of small wins. And I, I banked that, and then um, I think my celebrate, like the celebratory process of it, is just actually revisiting that from time to time, and 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 like just thinking about you know what went on beforehand, what was the after effects, and and actually um, mentally giving some space to it, and and giving giving the effort to it. Um, mm. But I mean, it is it is quite hard, and I th I think from my point of view is that when you do those types of things, it's, it's all about the longevity is, you know, what does that look like and how does that pay, um, you know, towards your mental stability two years from now, three years from now, um, mm. because all of it does build momentum. Eh? Yeah, that's right. And it's just, mm. you know, again, goes back to that one step, you yeah, know, one foot exactly. from the other. You know, um, celebrate that that first step that you take, whatever that may be, learning a new skill, challenging some demons, um, addictions, whatever it is. Um, celebrate those small wins in that way, whatever it means to you. Yep. Mm. Awesome. Um, hey, Albie, look, it's been um, it's been an hour that we've we've had a chat and. Um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, like I said earlier on, I'm incredibly grateful for you to give us this time, um, you know, given what you do and who you are to, to many people. Um, so, again, thank you very much. Um, and for those that are listening, tell, tell the people how they can, how they can find you. Um, give us some, some details on, on how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, cool. Um, they can just obviously um, follow me on Instagram. I tend to just solely operate off that now um, just to reduce obviously screen time. Um, so yeah. And feel free. Like I always, um, I get messages, you know, every day from random people and I love to stay connected with and, and discover 
their process and what they're thinking about and what they're going through in life. So, um, yeah, if you do follow me, just, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Awesome. Mm. Um, and also, Albie um, didn't mention, and I haven't mentioned, sorry, um, Albie's got a, a clothing line as well. Um, so if you want to explain to people a little bit about that and where they can find that and what, what that is. Yeah, so it's just basically um, based around our team, discipline and allegiance and what that's about um, and our core values. And I mean, um, I think for myself, it, it just really gives me a sense of belonging and hopefully that does to other people too when they when they do um, wear that. So that's on discipline and allegiance um, on, on Instagram too, or they can just obviously come through me. Cool, man. Cool. Mm. Um, well, yeah, thanks, guys, for your time. Um, Will, as well. Um, lovely to see your face, as always. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Lovely to see your mouth closed, as always. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and, guys, if you want to um, give us a follow, you can obviously um, click on Manava Breathing. Um, if you want to purchase some myotape, you can do so in the link, the breathing tape. If you want to learn about breathing um, as well, please hit us up. We're, we're more than happy and the, the training mass as well just, as you saw Will um, just show there if you're interested in any of that just hit us up um, there's a link on our bio or you can send either one of us a DM but yeah thank you for listening and boys thank you for your time and we will cool. chat later on appreciate you both thing. thanks very much okay. and yeah have a good one and yeah we'll be in touch and hopefully we can tee up something next week for Mental Health Awareness Week yeah, man. Look forward to it. Yo, easy. <laughs>